Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. <laughs> I'm joking. I wanted to do an epic intro since it's been forever since I've posted my last uh, episode. Almost uh, a little over three months now, almost four months since the last episode of the Christian Podcast. It's been a while. I've been um, many different places. I've been out of the country uh, in a few other countries. I've driven all across this country, drove over, uh, not all across, but close, um, drove over 7,000 miles, and I got only one ticket, can't beat that, um, but every week I'm thinking to myself, man, really wish I could get back to the podcast, it's been just a- almost a month now, well just today is pretty much one month of having been back uh, home uh, without anything going on, not too many distractions, back into the swing of things. And I feel like I can st- start this back up, get some episodes going every week. Um, th- apparently people have been listening to the podcast, uh, the software that I use, that I upload to, I'm showing that uh, I went from 40 plays and up to 100 average plays per episode. Um, so... Uh, I thank you for that. Uh, hopefully the content's interesting. But as of right now, we'll be going back to the normal schedule, new episodes every Tuesday morning. And what I want to do is every other Friday have a special episode uh, with someone. So Tuesdays will be the monologues. Fri- every other Friday we'll have someone on and discuss something. Um, so yeah, we're back in business, folks. The Christian Podcast is back, full up and running. For those of you uh, who don't know, I am Richard Rousseau, who I host this podcast. I It's just a simple uh, monologue. I just talk about different things uh, in a Christian perspective. So I think in past podcasts we've talked anywhere from, uh, yeah, if you've listened to them, it's been so long. I've talked about everything. But uh, just different things. And same for today. So I just want to go ahead straight into the topic I want to talk about today. Um, is the term that is so common in Christianity, and that is born again. Have you been born again? Or people say, I've been born again, or whatever the case is. uh, It's extremely, extremely common, or should I say, uh, well-known phrase from Christianity, from the Bible, originally Jesus Christ, of course. And I'd I'd like to, not, not so much... Uh, define it. I think most of you listening know. Of course, we know that it uh, does what it does not mean. We know it does not mean just simply turning over a new leaf. Uh, it doesn't mean just uh, turning your life around. Um, being some people would, you know, when they think of being born again, they think of someone who's uh, changed their life. They've repented of their sins and they are now no longer living in sin, but rather. Uh, doing their best to get, having given their life to Christ, serve Him, and uh, which it would seem like that makes sense. You know, it's a new birth; you're starting a new beginning. It, there's some truth to that, but to say it's just the uh, turning, oh, like I said, turning over a new leaf, just a new lifestyle. Uh, it's definitely not just that, or should I say, not that at all. Um, I think there would be a mistake in saying that. As, as a Christian, a biblical perspective, that being born again is has to do with anything physical. 
of course, obviously, as Nicodemus pointed out to Jesus Christ in John chapter 3, uh, how can a man be born when he is old? I forget that. When, I forget when he is old. When he's four or five years old, how can he be born again physically? I mean, that's just ridiculous. But, in the, of course, in the sense of uh, uh, lifestyle, it has be, the term being born again, let's just lay the foundation here. It is not a change of not a change of lifestyle, it's not a, a, a repentance, it's simply exactly what the phrase is, ironically, right? It just simply means being born again. We're going to look at a, the t- two instances found when it comes to salvation uh, in the New Testament. It's only found, it's the, ter- the words I look up, born again, they're found in five verses. Two of them are in the Old Testament, it has nothing to do with being born again, it's something... Uh, some references that say these children shall be born, and then blah blah blah, and then again something else. So has nothing to do with these terms. If so, if you look up the in the King James version, you find the phrase "born again" in two instances, three times total, twice in John chapter three, and once in First Peter uh, through twenty-two through twenty-five is the complete sentence there. But uh, yeah, so let's let's go into what it, what is born again. What what does it mean? If it's not just simply turning your life, it's not turning your life around. It's not simply just uh, like again to borrow the cliche phrase, turning over a new leaf, or starting fresh. Uh, what does it mean? Well, let's start where we first hear it in John chapter three. Uh, Jesus Christ is speaking to a Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came, I'm starting in verse 2, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And then, of course, Christ follows that up to clarify for all those who, you know, who have that same, not maybe not the same question Nicodemus had, but they have their own definitions of what being born again is. Christ says very simply, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. i got to get a drink. <sighs> not professional, I know, but my throat was dry. So, well... And it's so apropos, being born of water. Now, this water here, it, if we stop right there, we're going to immediately assume, like so many people do, this is a, this is exactly, you know, there's, I've heard many different things. It, this, of course, you've got the common word. He said, you've got, this means you've got to be baptized, right? So being born of water and of the Spirit means you've got to get baptized to be born again. Hmm, that that could make sense. And if Christ just stopped right there and started saying, "Marvel not that I say unto you, that I said unto thee, you must be born again," he clarifies himself and says, "That which is born of flesh, that which is born of the flesh, is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit, capital S, meaning the spirit of God, and that which is born of the spirit, is spirit." So we have there the very first time. Uh, the phrase, Nicodemus is, wants to go to heaven. He says, how can I go? Christ says, you must be born again. Very specifically, you're, you're born of the flesh once. That's the water birth. Little uh, 
education there when you're born there's water that's why you hear the term the uh, a lady's water the water breaks when the child is being born because that's what you're born in the flesh is born in water the spirit is born in spirit now man my voice is killing man i'm having to take breaks just to drink some water so if you hear a little bit of cutoffs i'm just breaking this so i can get a have water i'm not gonna bother you with the gurgling noises every time but uh ooh, i guess i'm out of practice eventually we'll get back and i know right if you know me you're thinking richie out of practice of talking mm, that's not the case but i'm definitely out of practice of speaking late at night i've been enjoying going to bed at a decent time before 10 well yeah going to bed but not falling asleep uh, by that time but uh getting up not extremely early having a Set schedule, enjoying that. But back to the topic. That's the problem with hitting the pause button. Forget uh, your train of thought. All right, so we were in John chapter 3. When when we are looking at this passage here, I would say that the most important part of this passage is this phrase here, the fact that Christ said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Now, as I said earlier about laying the foundation of what being born again is not, then what is it? Well, the second time we find born again in Scripture is found in First Peter chapter one and verse twenty-two. It's again that's not the that's not the verse, but the beginning of the sentence. The sentence goes from verse twenty-two to verse twenty-five. It says, "Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren." seeing that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For Well, there's a second verse, actually. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And then there's a period, but it keeps going. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So we have the second time, and I believe if we're going to understand completely what's going on in chapter 3, then we need to look at this other time that the phrase being born again is mentioned in First Peter, and understand this, he says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Now, of course, as we know, uh, the, we're, going, we're going to make some likenesses here, as Christ said when he said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Uh, just as just as we are born uh, of physical seed, uh, our physical body comes from the seed of our Father. Our spirit receives life from the seed of God, the incorruptible seed of God, which is the Bible says, which comes by the Word of God, which explains the passages we find in Romans chapter ten. But if there's one, th- I don't think I'm telling you anything new, of course, for most of you, you already know this, but there's definitely, I think, something we can understand better, and that is the fact that when we, when we as a Christian speak to someone about uh, their spiritual state, what their spirit is, every single person that has existed since Adam, other than Adam himself and Eve who were created, Every single person since that time has been born with a spirit 
that has been dead in sin. It's, it's dead. The, the spirit is not alive. It 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 is it exists only uh, in death. There it it's it's there, but it's not alive. It's it's it was born. It came with the body, but it's it's like a it's like a stillbirth, a physical still, a spiritual stillbirth. Your body's alive, but the spirit is not. And the only and the reason for that is because of of the of sin. Now, the only way that the spirit comes to life is by Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Christ is the Word, as it says in John chapter one. The the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So this is who we have. We've got Jesus Christ, who said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh into the Father but by me." Why did Jesus Christ say that? Because the Spirit can only come to life by Jesus Christ. So when you're speaking to someone, you're not talking to someone that is God is condemning to hell. You're not talking to someone that has done something that's causing them to go to hell so much as it is the case that they were born with a spirit that was dead. Every single person was born with a dead spirit. And when you're speaking to them, you have you must help them realize, and maybe maybe you're listening and uh, you're not necessarily a Christian, you're just maybe listening for whatever, or you, maybe you saw the title, being uh, born again, and you thought, hmm, what does this guy have to say about it? Uh, well, like I said, we need to look at what Scripture says about it and understand that it's not, it has zero to do with the physical and all to do with the spiritual. The Spirit having been born dead in sin, being born without life, must receive life. And that's where the birth happens. The Word of God takes the incorruptible seed of of God, is put into the heart of man, and if that man receives, receives it, then his spirit comes to life. And he is thus born again. So whenever I... When, whenever uh, I speak to someone or whenever uh, I'm trying to make this analogy here with the physical birth and the spiritual birth, which is, again, the, the spiritual birth being this being born again, and I must realize that it's not as if uh, it doesn't matter what state I am physically if I've been murdering people or if I've been in church all my life. Uh if I have not trusted Jesus Christ, if the word, if I have not accepted the gospel, then my spirit is dead, and there's only one place for death after the body dies, and that is a place of eternal death, which is the lake of fire. Uh, and again, it's someone asked me, well, how could a loving God send someone to a burning hell? Well. It's not that he's sending us so much as that's that's where we're already headed. That's where we're going. Without him, the spirit has no life. And those people that say, "Well, we believe that the only thing that happens is uh, the 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 body dies and that's it, and there's no life after that." Well, the spirit again, it's in its own realm. The Bible says, if your body dies and you have not been born again, then your spirit suffers. 
uh, a second, or you suffer a second death. Not only is your spirit dead, but then you uh, suffer again. Uh, well, uh, in a sense, uh, experience death forever again in the lake of fire. Now, I can't say I understand how that all works. And others, people that say, well, there's a flame out there, or there's a substance that burns forever. I don't know. Again, we're dealing with a realm that does not have to do with uh, the physical as of right now when it comes to this sense of being born again. Now, of course, one day uh, there will be a place that God cast death, the Bible says death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And that's where people will physically spend eternity and spiritually spend eternity if they have not been born again. Not if they've turned their life around, not if they've given their life to Jesus. I know someone asked, said the other day, hey, I, I, I witnessed, I asked that person, did they give their life to Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? Well, you uh, giving your life to Jesus is okay, but uh, if uh, that, that's not what makes you born again. You've got to receive the life of Jesus Christ. We talk about the four points of salvation, saying you must... Realize you're a sinner. You must realize you deserve the penalty for sin. You must realize that Jesus Christ died. He was buried and he rose again. And you must trust in Jesus Christ. There's That's that's the uh, outline that I uh, use almost all the time. It's a good outline. But when we preach, we're to be preaching the gospel. And I, I believe we can, in necess- we can condense maybe or maybe dr- make a parallel where we haven't before with the death if all we preached was just just the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then I would start with the... Now, you're going to have to forgive me if I'm... doesn't sound like I'm drawing conclusions here, but <clears throat> or, or uh, connecting the dots here, but I'm just giving you the dots, okay? I give you the dots, you connect them. If they, they don't connect to you, then they don't connect. But here, I'm, I'm giving them to you. So, if we're going to just preach the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ... Then I'm going to talk about the death of Christ and why did Christ die? Well, because he was taking our place. We experience death, and it's a direct result of sin. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And then we have the burial of Christ. We, If we die with that dead spirit, we'll suffer in hell. Unlike Christ... We don't have the power to take ourselves out of hell. We can't just dip our soul into hell. We once, once our body is dead, our spirit has no option. It it now suffers eternal death. Now the second death, it, there's no, there's no way out of it. But then we have the resurrection of Jesus Christ, in which He backed His promise, backed His word by saying He was the way, the truth, and the life. He proved it proved he was God, proved he had the power to forgive sin, and came back to life. And for those wondering, I mean, that's even a historic, that's a, that's a historical fact. Um, whether or not uh, you accept it or not, I know there's someone, uh, I talked to a lot of people, I was talking to someone just this past week, and they said, well, that was something that was made up. Well, uh, take it for what it is, I mean... Uh, you believe one thing, I'll believe another. Again, I'm giving, I'm giving, uh, I give information, and you choose what to do with it. Uh, in this case, I was trying to give them the word of God, and they rejected. But uh, I, I could—that's all I could do was give them the word of God. Again, it comes down to a person's. Why would? Why does someone go to 
Hell will because they simply just did not accept Jesus Christ. That's it. It doesn't matter what they did. If they were a saintly missionary um, or a, a, a murdering sodomite uh, who was married to a zebra. I don't know. Just the worst person you can imagine. It doesn't matter. Everyone has to have their spirit brought to life by Jesus Christ. And once it is brought to life, it, it can happen at any time. If once a person realizes, oh, my, I am a sinner. I, I need Jesus Christ. If I die, I will experience a second death, and I don't want that. So I want Jesus Christ. I want to trust in Him. And we just simply accept Him. And we know uh, that all it takes to have the Word of God as it speaks in First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23, the, uh, all we have to do is believe in our hearts. And that's it. And once that happens in the Word of God, having received it, it comes in and boom, brings it to life. And that's all it takes. The Spirit comes to life and it, the Spirit never dies because... It's born of the DNA that brought it to life is the DNA of God. It's that seed of the Word of God. It lasts forever. So my my spirit, if I've trusted Jesus Christ, then it will last as long as God's Word will, which is, we know, forever. Which, as it says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For that reason that uh, I had a take a break to drink, so if you notice a little glitch there, but, <coughs> man, I'm still having to take more drinks. Mm, out of water. Sad day. But uh, it's for that reason, when I when I speak to some people, I'll tell them, hey, uh, after someone trusted Christ, and I tell someone else about it, and I try to be an encouragement, I say, hey, you know what happened? I got to see someone who was dead come to life again. I saw a dead man. I saw the miracle of Lazarus happen. We don't think of it that way many times, but if we... Th- if we look at it, we realize, look, the people who have not trusted Jesus Christ, they're, they're pretty much, I hate to make the analogy, but they're, all, they're pretty much like zombies. They're walking around with no life. They're, they, they don't have anything uh, spiritually. Nothing exists on the spiritual end without Christ. And once they do, now they're alive. Now they're spiritual life, and now they exist spiritually. Now they uh, they don't have to worry about death. They don't have to worry about anything uh, than making their uh, their new father uh, proud of them, uh, happy, pleased with them, should I say. Proud is not part of God's dictionary. He, does, he hates a proud look. That's another topic. But to, in that, And all that it comes down to is the relationship of, just like I share with my father, I would hope that it's you know a, a physical uh, good relationship where we speak and we fellowship. But if not, his DNA is in me, and it doesn't matter. And he will always be my father. And this is the case with the being born again. So someone asks, well, how do you know if someone is really saved if they really got born again? Well, how do you know if someone's really part of this family? Uh, if if you know. If they don't act like it, like someone says, you're a part of this family, you act this way. Um, I, or like Rousseau, my last name is Rousseau, so you, you, you better act like a Rousseau. Well, what if I, what if, you know, I, I, God forbid I go off and just do my, uh, the Rousseau name horribly. Well, am I still a Rousseau? Yeah. Now, can you tell? No, you can't tell. I'm not acting like it. But that doesn't mean that I'm not a Rousseau. You can't see my DNA. The fact is it's there. 
And just as a Christian, you you can't see someone's DNA. Did they really get saved? Maybe. Maybe there's a bad child. I mean, if for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth be times. He just chastens. He just he just chastens because he loves you. You didn't do anything wrong, but he loves you. He's still going to chasten you, though. That well, that doesn't follow through. God punishes his children and he corrects his children because he because he loves them, but he and he's correcting their uh, faults, not because he just loves them and he just likes part of loving children is is just spanking them uh, for no good reason. No, part of being a child of God is the fact that uh, look, I at every. My every breathing moment is not spent glorifying my Father. I wish it was, and that is my goal. But the fact of the matter is that I don't. Yes, I'm born again, and yes, I uh, involve myself in, th- in thoughts and actions that I shouldn't. But I'm sim- when I when I do that, that doesn't mean I'm not. I've not been born again. It just simply means that I'm not. I don't have the relationship that I should have with my Father in heaven. So to to to. Uh, Make it very simple. Um, simplify all of this. When it comes, when you're speaking to someone, and or you want, if you maybe you're wondering how, what does it take to be born again? Does it does it mean that I turn my life around? Does it mean now can can that happen? Can your life be turned around when you're born again? Of course. Uh, being born into the family of God is a big deal, and it means you've got brothers and sisters in Christ, and it means that you now have someone uh, living on the inside that's there. The Holy Spirit exists. Uh, on the inside of you, dwell in your body. But does that mean you're going to be perfect? No. Does it mean anyone's going to be perfect? Does it mean that they're... Uh, we like to say, well, if... if, well, not I say we. There's people that will say, no, they, they must not have been born again. They must not have been saved because they partook of these things. Well, Christ... Uh, I don't think Christ would uh, agree with you because Christ looks on the inside. He looks at the heart. And just as you can't see their spirit, you can't tell if it's alive, if it's starving, if it's never been fed the Word of God. It's alive. It's there. The DNA of God is there. But you can't tell what, what they've received and have not received. Um, it may just be that I'm trying to get something off my chest after... Uh, when I said I traveled 7,000 miles, I went to many different churches and I talked to many different people. And it would seem that the uh, the truth of being born again... Uh, had been diluted to the fact to the point to where people were saying, I, I had so many people say Christians, Bible believing Christians, uh, indep- oh, here goes independent fundamental Baptist people who said, well, how do you know they were born again? How do you know? You you look. I I hope that people would recognize what happened to them and that they would follow their father. But the fact is, once you're born again, you're born again. Once saved always saved, and regardless of how many people hate to hear that. And and you can't say, well, I believe in once saved, always saved, but you did they really get saved? And no. Just trust in Christ. Anyone can come to Christ at any time and trust in Him. He is calling everyone, and all it takes is coming to Him. He said, He that cometh to me, I will, and who, I, I'm going to paraphrase, but he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. So, there's there's not this well uh, they they rejected God so many times he's not going to listen to them anymore uh yeah that's in hell they they're dead it's over until that point 
And while they've got a beating heart, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And if a person uh, lives in a way that you think, oh, that's pretty bad, well, remember, your righteousness compared to God's filthiness is like filthy rags. And there's no one that at any point is beyond the saving grace of Jesus Christ. As long as they're alive, they have the opportunity to receive the life of Christ on the inside. There's no condition on the promise of God that if we would just believe in His Word, believe that He died, that He was buried, and that He rose again, then He would bring that He would bring life to our spirit, and it will it will live forever and ever and ever. So I um, hope that made some sense today. Uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things. If uh, that if that maybe made you think a little bit, maybe you had some thoughts, maybe some questions. I don't have all the answers. Like I said, I I just throw out the uh, the dots, you connect them, and hopefully we can get something done or make some sense of what's going on. The Bible's very simple. I believe uh, we overcomplicate it. It's not. Let's not overcomplicate it. Let's simplify it. Uh, things are as complicated, already complicated enough. Christ said, uh, all it takes is childlike faith to accept what's going on. And if it just takes childlike faith, and I, I think that means all of us could, could, uh, can get a hold of what's going on. It doesn't take 14 commentaries or a 32 week course. It just simply be born again. That's it. Once you're born, you, it you don't you can't be unborn. It's it's done. And while you're once, even though your body's born once. And it dies. Your spirit, once it's born, can never die. It's immortal because it received its life from incorruptible seed. But I think I'm beating a, well, not a dead horse, because that would that would ruin the analogy here. But well, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we will see you. I say we will see you. I will be back with you not this Friday, but next Tuesday morning um, with a special. Uh, I know that sounds like I've got something already planned. I don't, but uh, as of right now, I plan on having a special uh, for Friday, uh, a dialogue with someone. Uh, We'll find out who it is in the near future. Maybe I can announce that by next Tuesday morning. We'll see. But until then, uh, thanks for listening. And like I said, if you have any questions, uh, I have a very, very simple uh, website up. I have a very simple website up. It's called thechristianpodcast.com. It's uh, nothing there, I think, other than a contact form for you to contact me. Um, I well, I think I'll get that up and running. Um, I'll put the episodes up there, maybe uh, even uh, type out a little, uh, I don't know what I'll do. It's I'm not going to make any promises right now. Right now, we're just trying to get to the next, next podcast. Uh, my... My, uh, I was going to give you my number, my email, but you don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to do that because you can contact me through the website. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If it didn't make much sense, well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, maybe maybe we can uh, have you on and you'll make a better sense of what's going on. Hey, y'all have a great week. We'll see you. In, we'll see you. What? That's what they say. We'll see you next week, okay? Take care.